Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and tonight my guest is Melanie Clampett. She was actually like my first or second guest. Uh, about a year ago. So we're celebrating uh, just over a year of being on the radio and Melanie is back with our anniversary show. So the very first show that I had with her was Receiving More in Sex and Life. And today we are talking about something completely controversial. And I was so happy. Um, a request from her last week to come on the show and um, her awareness of, hey, this is really controversial. Melitza is the person to talk to about it. I love that. Melanie, that was great. So our topic for tonight is celebration of life, the unspoken gifts of abortion and miscarriage. And so I realize that this is not your typical pleasure zone, how to get more out of your sex life and all that stuff. What it really is, is a show about awareness, about what we choose and what we're choosing and all beings, whether they've chosen to be in embodiment now or if they even just showed up temporarily, um, you know, it's all really like a choice thing. So I wanted to welcome Melanie. For those of you who haven't met her or heard her speak before, Melanie is a certified facilitator for Access Consciousness. Um, a lot of certified facilitators have these beautiful letters after their name, CFMW, Certified fucking miracle worker so she is one of those and um also she does a lot of stuff like right voice for youth for anybody who's looking to um check out like what she does and um and all the things that she's creating on the planet um please contact her so melanie can you give them uh, the how to find you uh information yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, thank you for the beautiful invitation. And if, you know, if you all would like to learn more about me, um, it's actually my first and last name. You can go to melanieclampett.com. Awesome. Thank you, and Melanie. I'm sure it's, it's written out somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a perfect way to, um, to get to know me. And it's, you know, got my uh, my phone number and the email you can contact me with. Um, and you can, you know, also send a contact to the website. That's I would awesome. absolutely, you know, uh, I would absolutely love to hear from from anyone. Yeah. I know. I actually, I love getting messages after these shows from people about what has changed their life and how how these shows um, have facilitated change for them. So, uh, if you don't contact me personally about this show, and if you would prefer to contact Melanie, feel free to do so. Um, I just have one more comment about Melanie is that every time my lover sees Melanie on Facebook, he's like, there's Melanie. He's got a thing for you, and it's so sweet. It's so funny. He's like, it's Melanie. I'm like, I know. Do you want to look at her a little longer before we get it on? Because that's great. She turns you on. (laughs) How does it get better than that? (laughs) 
Isn't that cool? So yeah, I think it's really it great. He just he's so excited that you're on my show night and he's like, It's Melanie I'm like, I know. <laughs> so, it's well, really, hello really out sweet. There. <laughs> How many other people have that <laughs> that they haven't even mentioned yet? I um, wonder. I'm like, that's what people are doing on Facebook. Right? And, and that's 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 actually another um, you know, great way to get in connection with me. I mean, it's yeah. just through Facebook. Yeah. And and I you know, Melissa, I love I love that you're you know, you're so open to share it. And uh, the amount of you know, allowance you have, you know, for him and all of that. It's so different. That's wonderful. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> oh well it's sweet. It's really sweet. And you know, if he ever meets you one day he'll probably be like starstruck or something. So <laughs> it'll be great. <laughs> You're like, Oh my god, she's for real. Like, yeah, she's for real. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, I, I actually, you know, don't I don't exist in physical form. Oh no. um, <laughs> that would be hilarious. You're just a boy. You know, there are some that really see me. You know, they just, you know, hear me on different radio shows and see me on Facebook. And <laughs> I'm, I'm actually computer generated. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. So you know, I was, I was just so grateful. You know, and you know, you received my message. You know, going, hey, I would. I'd really like to. I'd really like to talk about this subject. You know, would you be interested? It's you know, it's a little controversial. You know, not a lot of people are talking about it. But that's one of the reasons I would really like to talk about it. And it was just, I'm so grateful because it was just an instant yes in your universe. So thank yeah. you so much. I'm so aware of how this conversation has been kind of hiding in people's minds. Basically, they've tucked it in the back of the closets to try and never discuss it. And so many families, in uh, even in the area that I live in, that um, you know have have uh, either had abortions in them that nobody's talking about, miscarriages nobody's talking about, um, as if this is like the secret thing that everybody is required to hide. And and so many of them, um, you know, they show up at office and, you know, my mom has one of one of her questionnaires for people when they come to the office is how many pregnancies have you had? And then how many mm-hmm. children have you had? And a lot of it, like we'll go to there and a lot of stuff that people uh, don't want to reveal. Sometimes they'll not even mention it. They won't even acknowledge the question exists. So they don't actually want it in writing and they'll rather just have us discuss it sometime later in the future, possibly, maybe not. So there's a lot of secrecy right. still yeah. around it. Yeah, yeah. There, there really is. You know, not a lot of people, you know, it, I mean, and it, and it makes sense. You know, so often the only conversation, you know, about abortion is, is this the right choice or is this the wrong choice? You know, which it's it's more of a political conversation and not really a personal conversation. Right now in Canada, one of our politicians that's going up to become a prime minister is being basically harassed um, with a whole bunch of stuff regarding abortion. Like there are flyers going around on people's doors in like major cities in Canada to like boycott Justin Trudeau, who's actually, well, I'm not getting political here, but he's entitled to his point of view. Um, I actually looked up pictures when you asked for this. I looked up pictures because I thought maybe somebody would have had some grace in some of the photos that they've taken with a, 
with abortion and with um and with also with miscarriage and you know what i found was that so many of the photos were actually duplicated so the abortion photos mm. and the miscarriage photos were actually the same photos if you google them you'll see that yourself and i was like well that's oh. interesting uh, how um how that either that those photos are being mis um m- I don't know, like misadvertised or something. Like they're just they're putting out the incorrect information, and really there was there's such a difference um, for people um, in terms of often the reaction in the body, right? So you know, I, I know I've had friends who have had abortions. I grew up with a girl who, when we were growing up in high school, she. I think she had like five abortions during high school. She was on a like a an abortion rampage for a while and um mm-hmm. and she managed to kind of get through just like stonewalling herself. Like just every time she would just become more of a wall and more of a wall and more of a wall. I actually still know her to this day, so I'm not going to name her on here. But I do know her to this day and, and I randomly um see postings of her on Facebook and it's interesting because she has had children since then, and um, some of the things that her children are manif- manifesting is not the word, but some of the things that are showing up in her ch- children's body is fascinating because she likes talking about their health issues. Uh, I thought, wow, like what if we actually can, you know, have those beings come back to us that were either aborted. So what if those kids that she did abort did come back to her again and again and again, and then finally they came through uh, or didn't, like it's just a choice to choose that too. And for me, I know that I, my body had several pregnancies in my 20s and I just never, I was never in a place where I could receive that baby. Um, and I would just like go into like every chant, prayer, sweat house I could possibly go to and talk to the baby and go, please come back some other time. I just can't have you right now. Please come back some other time. <laughs> like I was having yeah. these conversations with the being. And when my daughter was born, it was kind of like, huh, I guess he came back. Cool. How's it getting worse than that? Yeah, and, and it's, uh, you know, it's amazing. You're not, you know, you're not the only person that I've spoken to um, who've actually had a really similar experience. And, you know, just just the concept, you know, just by itself is so, so different. You know, the idea, you know, that, you know, there's a being and that there's also a physically actualized, you know, piece, you know, that's, you know, the body, that's, you know, the embryo. Mm-hmm. You know, just in that by itself, if this, you know, if, you know, someone coming new to this conversation, you know, that is, I think, because we go up, you know, all of it together. And mm-hmm. there isn't the acknowledgement of like, yeah, there's a being that actually doesn't die. You know, because, you know, the being doesn't. The being never dies. You know, the genetic material that, you know, comes together to create a body is not the same as the being. So with a miscarriage, with, you know, an abortion, it isn't that we're, you know, we're we're killing something that's going to die forever. We're actually just saying, you know what? The physical actualization of you isn't going to work in my life right now and maybe not ever. Yeah. But 
You know what I mean? Like, it may work now, it, it may not work at another time. But when we glump it all together and we're going, wow, you're taking this life that only has one chance and you're, you know, you're ending it. You're taking that choice away. It's like, actually, you know, I have a very different point of view in it. It sounds like you also have a very different point of view. Absolutely. If, you know, what if, you know, the being doesn't actually come in to, doesn't actually come into the body? You know, the point of view that I have is, you know, it can kind of pop in and out, but until yeah. the baby is actually, you know, born, you know, the being is not completely with the body. It has the freedom, you know, to go in and out. And that freedom we really can, exactly, we really, and we can, like you were saying, have those conversations. We can actually have a conversation with that being. And just because that being said, you're, I'm, I'm going to come into your life and you're going to have me, it does not necessarily mean that we are no longer in choice. Yeah, we're always in choice. I think that's like such a key point is that we're always in choice. Like you can, even if that baby's showing up and you're kind of going, well, I have to because I got pregnant. Well, that's, what if that's not true, right? That's what you're saying, Melanie, is like as as the person who has that, you know, little embryo growing in them, you can still go, wait a minute, does this is this working for me? What will my life be like five years if I choose this? Ten years, fifteen years, five hundred years? What will the planet be like if I choose this? If you are aware that you are not in a in a place, like if you're not ready, if you're not willing to choose this, if you're not willing to be present with the baby and the embryo and the being, if you're not willing to be present with it, is it a greater kindness to have that baby because it's a moral thing or is it a greater kindness for you to choose what works for you and choose more consciously when you are going to have a child uh, even when my daughter did show up in my life it was more like unconscious too so I was still like quite frustrated though uh, I was like hey you came back but I was like oh my god what am I going to do I still am like shocked <laughs> that I'm a mom like every day I'm, she's I'm still like holy crap I'm a mom <laughs> yes well and you know I'm, I'm glad you brought up that other piece like you know I still wasn't sure and I and I went ahead and did you know choose to have a child and the the one thing I don't like people to know that are that are listening right now is that this isn't a conversation that abortion is the right choice and, you know, that having an abortion is the right choice or not having an abortion is the right choice. That isn't what this conversation is. It's really just about choice. And, you know, the reason that, you know, having an abortion or having a miscarriage, you know, is more of the topic, excuse me, is because that's where all the judgment is. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, you know, somehow you miscarriage is like people. somehow miscarriage is okay mm-hmm. in a way. It's like, oh, you feel bad for the person because they lost a baby, but somehow abortion is right, totally frowned on. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. many people believe when you have a miscarriage um, that you know you're you're sort of powerless to do it. That you're not actually, you know, in choice. But, yeah. but you know, what's interesting, you know, the different people that I've actually spoken to, you know, who have had miscarriages, when I when I ask them to not look at it from a cognitive space, but, you know, to ask a question and just go, hey, you know, based on your awareness, based on what's actually light, like, did you actually choose this? Was this a choice between you, your body, 
beyond that other being. And they're like, um, yes. Yes. Actually, like, I actually, I actually did Jesus. And I think it's less controversial and there's less upset and controversial controversy around miscarriage, you know, because most people believe it isn't a choice. But there's still a lot of secrecy, right? Because, so you know, many of, you know, very similar energies that come up with people who, you know, after having an abortion and also having a miscarriage, you know, there'll be, you know, feelings of regret or there'll be, you know, feelings of shame or the choices yeah. that we've made. And, Sadness. you know, one of the points, yeah, exactly. Sadness, like all of it. And, you know, one of the things that I really wanted to bring up, you know, on the show, um, there are a number of people that I've talked to, and it, it, it seems to come up for all of those people. And with almost every single, and well, with actually every single person, when I've asked them the question, like, are those actually your thoughts and actually your feelings, or are you aware of the amount of judgments and the amount of, you know, shame and blame and regret that's actually projected onto people who either choose to have an abortion or who um, have a miscarriage. Yeah, that that is one of the greatest questions. The who does it belong to question for that is so... I I did actually consider that when we were, you know, talking about this call and I was kind of playing with ideas around that, around the guilt and the shame and like really like who did we buy it from and how much of it is like religious indoctrination or cultural or in some cultures it's like yeah and all of it and like oh well you know we do this in our family we just have miscarriages because that's how we roll like there's also this like family thing like it's that's what's normal we have six miscarriages every three children born uh like my grandmother had like four children uh, six, ten children altogether. Four died either um, just in childbirth uh, or just like like they were either miscarriages or just after. But everybody in the family always says she had ten kids and four died. But they never say if it was like just before, just after. Like it's always that they were, you know, the kids died. Like there was there was never to be a discussion of how that happened. So it's fascinating well, too that people won't even acknowledge yeah. it. It's true. It's true. There's well, there's a lack of acknowledgement, but just I mean, you know, death in general in in mm-hmm. art in you know most cultures and in those societies and the world, you know, death is actually not something people want to talk about. Death is you know is really seen as a wrongness. So yeah, even if we you know huge. started right there, what if? You know, what if not having a body anymore, you know, wasn't actually wrong? You know, what what if we really, you know, are these infinite beings and then we take on a body for, you know, a certain amount of time, you know, sometimes a very short period of time and, you know, sometimes, you know, a hundred plus years. But, you know, what if it isn't, you know, about how many years we've been living? What if it's you know, actually about the presence that we have with the life that we choose. Right? So However long I it may be. Exactly. And it's just such a huge topic. You know, even going into death, I mean, that's that's its own, you know, show altogether. 
But if we didn't, you know, I have these points of view that death was wrong and you get one chance to, um, you know, to get it right. And if you, you know, mess up this one chance, like, that's it. I'm not, you know, it, you know, I don't have that point of view, so there's not really anything else that comes after it. It's like, oh, okay. Like, that's it. There's, there's really not, you know, any, there's nothing that comes after it. It really is never made sense. You know, but I wonder, you know, people, you know, began to ask themselves, like, cool, well, what if it is possible? What if I am an infinite being? What if everyone is an infinite being? And as an infinite being, you you don't actually, you know, ever die. You know, you have different yep. bodies. You have different experiences. You know, and, and with that point of view, it opens up, you know, so many different possibilities. So, you know, the, when we, you know, name this radio show, it's the celebration of living. It's a celebration of life. And I can, you know, perceive a question out there like, well, what is all this talk about, you know, death and beings and bodies? Like, what does this actually have to do with with life and with living? So much. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, what if, you know, what if it's inseparable? You know, first of all, you know, I guess that's kind of a different conversation. But looking from this point of view, what if we were able to ask ourselves the question, so say you're pregnant and you are, you're not sure what you would like to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, what if one of the questions that you can ask is, you know, what is right about this that I'm not getting? Like, what is right about this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, so if you are choosing to, you know, to to continue to be pregnant, or you know, to create a to create a change, you know, either you know through asking your body to have a miscarriage, or your you know your body going ahead and doing it or going ahead and moving forward with an abortion, you know, either one, what if you don't actually have to disconnect from the life? What if you don't have to disconnect from the living? And I know for myself, um, you know, so I was uh, pregnant. And when I asked all of these questions, and when I really, really looked at, okay, like, I have a choice to make here. And I have an awareness of the future that I would like to create. I have an awareness of of the changes that I can, you know, be creating here on the planet. So what is actually going to create this? You know, what can I be or do? What is it that I can choose that's going to create this future and these possibilities that I know are possible? So I... I didn't go into the rightness or the wrongness of the choice. You know, it was really about what is this choice going to create? What would it create for me? And what would it create for this life? You know, for this being who's like, hey, I like you. Like, how about you grow my body? And then you take care of me. And then I'll go and do the stuff I want to do in the world. And I was like, wow. Okay. And I was willing to look at all of it. And what was amazing is, you know, I became aware of all of the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions and the judgments that people have in the world. And I realized, wow, people don't actually have these tools of asking questions. They don't actually know that they can perceive what their choice is going to create. They don't even actually know that they have a choice. 
What I like about that is, yeah, yeah, you got the conversation of the relationship between you and the being, and it's like the being is like, yeah, I choose you. But just like any relationship, if somebody goes up to you and goes, hey, I really want to be with you, and you're like, okay, well, hi, I don't know if I want to be with you. Yeah, can we have coffee and, like, have a conversation? First, like, I'd like to, yeah, talk about where this is going, maybe. So when we come back from break, can we talk a little bit more about how that choice, and that it is a relationship and whether, you know, you can choose to maintain that, too, uh, whether that body is still um, choosing to be embodied and choosing you to be embodied or whether it's choosing to not be embodied. Like there's, and there's so much information in some of these beings that are choosing you. What if they are choosing to actually go through the experience of abortion? Um, we were just talking about that. Uh, I was just talking about that with lover before I got on the show and he was saying, well, what if these beings actually choose the mother that's choosing uh, to have abortion? I'm like, yeah, what if that is it? So when we come exactly. back from break, Take a look yeah, at the can gift. we talk a little bit yeah. more of that? Yeah. Thank you. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? What does optimal cell health mean? And how can you create it? Pulsed electromagnetic field therapy by Swiss Bionics can improve your well-being in every area of your life. The PEMF mat stimulates cells to move and create space between cells for optimal cell function. How does it get better than that? Use two to three times per day for eight minutes will improve circulation and immune function. Cell metabolism and repair begins, and mobility also will increase. Do you desire better health? If you're interested or would like a session, call 613-473-3805 or in Toronto. Call or text 416-253-1617. 
Monthly rentals start at only $300 per month. Is now the time to choose Optimal Cell Health? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.FM. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and today my guest is Melanie Clampett, and we're actually talking about celebration of life, which is a little different than some of you may be thinking. We're actually talking about miscarriage and abortion from a totally different point of view. We have somebody, uh, Melanie, in the chat room who's saying... um, and we can refer to them as glam, that they say, my body hasn't been the same since my abortion 10 years ago. How can we facilitate our bodies letting go of that as well? Absolutely. That's a really fantastic question. You know, what I would ask, so, you know, right before we went to the break, we were talking about the possibility of the gift, right? The the gift um, that, that could be possible in a situation like this. So, um, you know, what I would what I would ask you, you know, whoever you are that wrote in, the amazing, beautiful, courageous being. Um, and you know, is there something that that being tried to gift to you and gift to your body um that you had no idea was actually there and available for you? And just notice you know, if that gives you a sense of lightness or if that, you know, you notice, you know, anything in your body, even something that, you know, even becomes more intense. And if you get a sense that it might be yes, are you willing to receive the gift that that being in that little body that was inside of you had to gift you? Is it something that would transform your life? Is it something that you'd actually been asking for, even though you may not have known or consciously been asking is there a part of your body that it was like, gosh, if I come in, even just for this short period of time, I can gift your body this healing and this transformation. And just notice, you know, if you get a sense that it's a yes, would you allow yourself to receive what was gifted? I mean, it doesn't matter how much time has passed. And just notice, is anything different? And I would also ask, you know, any of the projections and expectations and the judgments that you are aware of from anyone else, even if no one else knew, you were aware of the judgments and projections and everything that was out there, so any of it that you might still be holding on is locked into your body, anything you aligned and agreed with, and anything you resisted or reacted to, in order to choose what works for you, we let all of that go now and let it just drain and dissipate out of your body. That's awesome, Melanie. Glam is actually saying thank you that she did get a yes for all of that, that there was something to be gifted, and she felt that was really brilliant. Awesome. 
So yeah, you know, you know, check back in with us, you know, in a moment, and just you know, let us let us know if any if you know if that changes and if it's any different. What I, I noticed. Thank you so, uh, so much for your question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for for me, what I noticed in my life is any time that um, I, you know, the question of pregnancy would come up, you know, and I could have been using what I called triple protection Aquafresh. I was like using condoms and the pill and spermicide. Like one particular person, I used everything because I so did not want that person's baby, which was hilarious that I would even still choose to have sex with them. But there was like mm-hmm. nothing in my universe that would ever want to have a baby with that person. And I stayed with him for three years. Yeah. So I'm adorable. And anytime it would come up that I thought I was pregnant, he would be thrilled and I would be mortified. And I was like, wow, after three years of that, like question and torture that was going on, like that I was choosing to torture myself with this, I was like, I got to get out of here. And so it took me a while. I'm a bit slow, but I finally chose to get out. And so many of those um, things that were like, oh, my God, am I pregnant, contributed to me getting like, this is really not the person I'm choosing um, to yeah. be with. I'm not even choosing to be present with this person enough to even like acknowledge anything beyond the f- beyond going into some beyond going, oh, my God, I don't want to have this person's baby. And I would just be stuck in this yes. place. Well, uh, you know, yeah. and that was the other piece, you know, so, you know, for me, you like two of the most valuable things, you know, for me in my life is one, it's awareness. And the second is creating a different world, creating a more conscious world. So consciousness and awareness are the two most valuable things for me. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed in my own experience was, you know, like you're talking about right now, the, the amount of awareness that I was actually able to get, I am just, like, so grateful, so incredibly grateful to be able to receive those awarenesses. And they are not awarenesses that I I don't think I actually could have gotten them any other way. But through the gift of this incredible being and the generosity of spirit that I had to go, hey, I know you're not actually choosing this, but it's time for you to step up in your life. So I'm going to come in whether you like it or not, and you're going to have to choose. You're going to have to choose the future. Yeah, the future that you know is possible, and you know, and these other array of choices. And I went, wow, gosh, I have not been willing to really choose and really commit. And this being was like, well, you got to choose now. You know? Yeah. Wow, that's it's it was just such an incredible gift. So, you know, the other piece that I would like to mention um, is this. You know, what I noticed when I made the choice, like, when I really asked the question, what is this choice going to create? It it was not the future that I know is possible. It wasn't very mm-hmm. expansive for me. It wasn't very expansive for the being. And it certainly wasn't going to create the consciousness and the world that I know I'm here to create. And for some people, when they ask those questions, you know, choosing to have a child might be exactly that. It might be the expansive choice. It might be the choice that creates the future they would like to have, whether they ever consider having a kid or not. But for me, in my case, I went, 
well, actually this doesn't create the future I would like to have. So rather than making the choice for the rightness or the wrongness, you know, based on the judgments of this reality, I looked at what is my choice going to actually create? So I had been experiencing some push-pull energy and like, you know, some stuff that really did not feel good at all. And when I looked and went, gosh, you know, what is this really? What I noticed is that when I made the choice not to to continue with the pregnancy, that I was doing separation and rejection. I was like, well, I can't get too close. I'm not going to really open myself up to your <laughs> I'm going to go into rejection because that's what you do when you don't keep something. That's when you choose something you don't like to have, you reject it. And I went, wow. This is what's actually causing my pain. Yeah. This is what's creating the ups in the universe. And I went, wow, this isn't me. And I, you know, I talked to the king and I said, hey, look, I am not choosing to separate from you and I will not reject you. And, and I'm so sorry that that's what I was trying to do. You have a week to live as much as possible and to enjoy this physical actualization as much as you can. And what was cool was the response from the being was, that's okay. There was absolutely no judgment. That's okay. But during this time, will you let me contribute to you? Will you let me heal your body from the inside? Because I can do it from here. Will you receive from me? And I was like in tears. It never occurred to me that that was even possible. And I went, wow, how many other people in the world have no idea that they could get pregnant, not to have a baby, but they could get pregnant because their consciousness, the universe, has their back. And every being and who's choosing consciousness and creating greater consciousness wants to contribute to you. And that, you know, just because you get pregnant, it could be that being is there to contribute to you. And maybe that's not the case every single time. But I just really wanted to have this conversation because I went, wow, it never occurred to me that this was even possible. That's freaking amazing. It is. And I went, wow, this isn't about life. This isn't about death. Well, it was really bold. It was a combination Mm -hmm. of all of it. But it was about healing. It was about consciousness. It was about transformation, and in the end, it was a celebration of life. And it was a celebration of of everything I'm choosing. And this being went, I choose to contribute to you. Here's the best way I know how. So, so Heather's around that, and curiosities around that. Is like, so yeah. people who have chosen, say, abortion or have ha- have had like conscious miscarriages, like consciously had miscarriages, and then people who have mm-hmm. had miscarriages sort of unconsciously. Um, if yeah. those beings are still present, we haven't separated from them, and there is something going on in the body still, and those beings are still present, would the people who have this going on, would they be willing to ask those beings to still contribute to healing their body? Like, do they actually have to have the being go inside to contribute to that? Or do you know what I'm saying? You know, not not necessarily. So what if you could, what if it wasn't even about asking for contribution? What if you're already being contributed to? What if you could just ask the question, is there a contribution here that I have not received? Would you actually be willing, would you actually be willing to receive it? 
so and for some people they're like what do you mean you're talking to the mean like how would i do that like what are you talking about you know it can actually you know feel like you're having a conversation with yourself but there is a sense of lightness and a sense of spaciousness that you have you have the conversation you know and you will get awarenesses within yourself and it you know kind of sounds like it's in your own head but you'll often get information that you don't expect that's what always surprises me. So <laughs> if you are someone, you know, where you've had a miscarriage, like, you know, what if there's nothing wrong with you? What if there isn't anything wrong with your body? What if you are in choice, but also that being is in choice? And would you also be willing to look at the the contribution, this is for someone who's had a miscarriage and someone who's chosen to have an abortion. What if... You know, that being chose to come and be with you and have a little body inside of you for a short period of time because you also had an an energy and a space and a consciousness and a whole slew of experiences that that being was then also able to receive a contribution from you. So anything that maybe you've held back because of everything that came up for you in terms of, you know, if you've had a miscarriage, you know, the, uh, the failure of your body, like whatever all that stuff comes up, and also remember what is true for you will feel lighter and what mm-hmm. isn't true, what is only is going to feel heavy. So in this realm, you've really got to use that tool because it's really based on awareness because people are going to ask, like, well, how do you know? <laughs> like, well, the you truth know. is lighter. <laughs> yeah, you, and you and know. You do know. And what if you just know that you know? So... You know, anyone who might have anything, you know, stuck in their body or they feel like, gosh, the baby's been hanging around. You know, what if you could ask, like, is there something I can contribute I can contribute to you? And how be willing to actually have a connection with that being and not have to separate from them, not have to reject, you know, the being. What if you could still receive that gift? What if you could still gift that gift? And what if it doesn't show up like anything you've ever imagined? And what if you can just take an eraser and just erase everywhere that, you know, you've made yourself like everywhere that you have made yourself wrong and everywhere that you picked up in other people's universes, all of their points of view is about the rightness and the wrongness of your face or of having a miscarriage or any of it. What if we can really, you know, be curious and be in the question? You see, when we get out of the rightness and the wrongness of all of this, we step into a possibility. And to me, that is a celebration of living. When we step into possibility and we go, gosh, what's right about this? What's going on here that I never would have imagined? What is possible I have never considered before? even with something like miscarriage and something like abortion, where in this reality, it says, no, no, no. We have a fixed set of rules about the rightness and the wrongness of these things. And you must adhere to this. So what I would like to ask is, what if you don't? What if you don't have to adhere to that? And anywhere that you have any of it locked in your body, will you please just let it dissipate and just go into the earth? And allow the earth to be a contribution to your body, too. What if there is just so much more going on here than you ever imagined? What if there's more magic and more beauty and more possibility in the world than you ever imagined? 
even with the stuff that we have decided is a wrong thing or a bad thing. I think that's amazing. <laughs> I was just I'm just like listening to you going, wow. One thing that comes up for me, Melanie, is the question of what yeah. role does the father play and what's his choice in all of it? Yeah, that is a that is a great question. So, I mean, you know, I don't actually have an answer. Cool. Neither do I, but I'm like wondering like so I asked my daughter uh, a little while ago um, if so her father's been hospitalized for quite a while and we're not really, uh, haven't been in a lot in contact with him by choice. Um, and she has no real desire to see him, which I just, I give her choice and I always ask her like, if you, you know, would you like to see your dad? Would, you know, that be fun for you? And, and generally no. Um, actually, she's never said yes. So um, I asked her one day about choosing your mother uh, choosing your parents and I asked her you know so mm-hmm. did you choose me like for anything in particular and she's like well I don't know but I chose you I'm like okay cool yeah. um, so she's did like, you, you choose both your... had some amazing genetic material this is the body I wanted yeah that's pretty much it and I was like so <laughs> did you use your dad and her response to me was I could have chosen anybody for my dad yeah yeah. I'm like, okay, well, the guy who's like your stepdad right now isn't um, physiologically able to have children. So did you pick somebody else to get the sperm so that he could be your dad? And she's like, yeah, I might have. Well, that's right. all interesting. You know, <laughs> so, it, it is interesting. And, you know, um, when I was pregnant, you know, I did ask the being about the father, like, is it, are you? And it was really wanting to live with him. And I was like, you know, honey, I am I am not the one. I I am not the one to to give that to you, but I'm sure you can choose that in the future. So it, <laughs> it wasn't just you know it wasn't just for me, you know these yeah. you know these these beings are they're conscious they're aware they're not babies they are infinite beings. Yeah. <laughs> they you know start off with these little bodies but they're infinite beings. You know, so ever like is it. it. You know, everyone has the perception that they're these, like, little trubs. And, like, oh, it's a baby spirit. It's a baby being. It's like, there are no baby <laughs> beings. There are infinite <laughs> beings. just like you are, just like I am, just like every other being, you know, on the planet. And we are infinite. And they've been around for millions of years. And they will continue to be around for millions of years. And I, I think, you know, that picture we have in our head of these little baby beings it really, it just adds to the pot of judgment. Yes, it does. You know, and again, you know, don't believe anything that I'm saying. I'm not saying everything I'm saying is going to be true for you. You know, notice what is light and notice what is heavy. You know, don't believe me. You know, ask these questions yourself. But really, I want to just, you know, shine the light into the subject and go, hey, you actually... You actually can ask questions about this, you know. And, and you can have conversations I, with the beings, like the beings um, you know, can. and you yeah. can have communicate with them. And if you think you can't, why not just have playing with it? Like you could, like the way I have a conversation with my daughter is no different than the way I have a conversation with a being without a body. Yeah. It's the same to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just that one is verbal and one's 
And sometimes with my daughter, it's nonverbal as well. And I get like, oh, well, there's some energy there that's not quite, but she has some information. So I like that the being that chose uh, you and that father is more like, hey, no, I'm actually more about the father. And, you know, the being that chose me, Ziva, as the mother was like, well, I'm choosing you as my mother, you know, full-time parent and like whoever else. Like, what if it isn't that those two parents are kismet fate and they have to be together forever? Like, how often does that actually show up and work? <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. And, and notice, again, there are so many points of view there. Yeah. And, you know, a really cool thing about this is, you know, when when and if, like, you see, you've already had an experience or you had a miscarriage or you have a choice, gosh, am I going to, you know, choose to, you know, stay pregnant or choose to not be pregnant anymore? Um, oh, I just totally lost my train of thought. I'm all, huh. Where <laughs> was I going with that? That's really funny. I like it, but we were talking, oh. yeah, you were saying about whether you're going to choose to be pregnant or not, or embodiment or not, or like we have, so was, we just, oh, ultimately, oh, it's choice. It. Uh, well, it's, it's ultimately choice, and it's also this incredible, yeah. like, bouquet of judgment, points of views, you know, belief systems, like, all of it. For me, I really had to confront all of these belief systems that I didn't actually know I had. I was like, oh, my God, this is actually still part of my consciousness. Like, whoa, I had no idea that I was actually still functioning from this set of beliefs. And it brought all of this awareness. I went, gosh, okay, that actually isn't true for me. And I was able to, you know, to look at all of these points of views that were just really just points of views. And judgments and conclusions and computations and things I picked up from my family and society and everywhere else. So, you know, those of you who have experienced this, also, I would really love for you to take a moment and and see if it fits for you and acknowledge the courage that it actually takes, right, to choose to even step into getting pregnant in the first place. Because, again, we are infinite beings also, and there's nothing that we create that we haven't chosen on some level. Right? It's not like we consciously go, I think I'm going to get pregnant so that I can get this, this, and this. It's like, hey, universe, <laughs> I'd like to receive this. I'd like greater awareness, and I'd like this part of my body to heal, and I'd like greater embodiment, and I'd like to let go of all these limiting beliefs. And then, boop, like, there you are pregnant, and you're like, oh, fuck. Who knew that was the energy that would bring that, right? <laughs> Oh, no. And, I, you know, for me, it it just was a wealth of possibilities and a wealth of transformation and, and healing. And it was just such a gift. Because without, you know, that experience is, you know, the mirror wouldn't necessarily have gotten held up in that way. And it happened very quickly. You know, it was really like mm-hmm. pulling off a Band-Aid. You know, it didn't take years and years. It was like, well, in two weeks. Your entire life is going to be completely different. Here you go. And I'm like, wow, that's actually pretty brilliant. And that is. And it's pretty amazing that that being was like, I'll facilitate that for you. Sure. Like, that is so Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. It so, is really cool. So I just, yeah, just would, you know, in, invite everyone who's who's listening to really acknowledge yourself, you know, and, and the courage you had to choose it. And, and it's never too late. 
you know, what awareness is can you actually have right now and what can you receive? And we have about two minutes to end. So I'd like to give you um, to the end of the show to let people know about the amazing telecall that you have coming up. For anybody who would like more of this, more uh, clearing to come up, more awareness to come up, more just, yeah, just hanging out with Melanie, too. Um, uh, please tell mm-hmm. them about it. <laughs> I will. Thank you so much. Um, so, you know, I've chosen to go ahead and put this conversation out into the world. So I have a three-week telecall that's coming up. It's clearing the issues and embracing the gifts of abortion and miscarriage. So we're going to talk about some of the things that we talked about on the show today, but we're going to just take it to a much deeper level. Um, I'm in, like you said earlier in the show, I'm an access consciousness certified facilitator. So I'm going to be using some of the brilliant and potent and wacky tools of access consciousness to go in and really excavate and really clear out those thoughts, feelings, emotions, decisions, conclusions, all of that stuff that we've picked up or, or bought and we've, you know, been carrying around with us. We're going to, you know, clear all the issues as much as you're willing to let go of. We're going to do the clearing and we're going to do exercises. And, you know, it'll be it'll be a little different than this because you'll be able to ask all of your questions, um, you know, either live on the show or you can email me before the show and then I'll address your questions. Um, and then, you know, some more really cool processes about, you know, talking to, you know, talking to the meeting. You know, even if it was 10 years ago, even if it was five years ago, even if it's something you're currently experiencing right now, it is actually never too late and in consciousness anything is possible. Um, And then more processes for really receiving those gifts, receiving the transformation and really, you know, receiving uh, the healing that's possible. So um, you can, you know, contact me through my website or um, find me on Facebook for more information. So that's Melanie Clampett on Facebook, and then she, if you just message her, she can add you to the event, so you part of that. I want to thank you so much for being on the show today, for asking me to have this show, because it's a conversation I've really wanted to have for uh, quite a while, so I'm really grateful for you, and we'll see you all next week. Uh, thank you. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.